seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and we've got another great show lined up for you today. Friends, have you ever thought about what it really means to have steadfast faith? On today's program, we are going to explore this topic, and I cannot think of a better guest to have on the show to talk about it than my new dear friend, Kathy Iverson. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Deb. And likewise, I claim you as a friend, and uh, I'm really glad to be here today. Thank you so much for joining us. And just the whole way that God brought us together through your daughter-in-law, through her saying, you really need to talk to Kathy. And then you and I had this conversation. I was like, oh my goodness, we could probably have five programs with <laughs> with just your testimony of life and steadfast faith. Kathy, honestly, I kept thinking, where do we really start with your journey? But one of the things that you said to me that just stuck out to me so much is that there was a woman who came into your life to save your life. And I don't know if that's where we start, but we definitely need to get to how that happened, because I think that's a big reason that you came to the Lord and served the Lord. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That woman that came into my life, um, I, I coined her name Nana. She was not a relative within my family, but I was born into, we're all sinners, we're all broken people, and I was born into a family that had difficulty. And... Uh, at at the time that I was born, I was about three months old, and they um, they were told that I, as a baby, was not going to live. And so uh, my parents were looking for somebody else to take care of me as I passed away. And um, so enter my life. Um, here comes Nana, and um, she honestly was. I knew from the beginning of my life that she was a blessing. I didn't understand that, but um, she ultimately gave me my faith. She she unconditionally loved me, and um, my life turned around under two weeks of being with her. Wow. And uh, I kept asking her as a as a little preschooler, as a young young girl, you know, tell me what's going on. Why am why can't I live with you when I'm living with these other people? Why you know I belong to you, and because she was giving me everything that I needed, and. Um, she gave me Christ in so many different ways. Um, she um, she not only loved me and saved me physically, um, because in two weeks when the pediatrician came, he asked her, accused her, or, you know, what in the world are you doing to this child? And she said, I'm only loving her as if she was my own. And, and why? And um, he he then told her that I was going to live, that wow. I was gaining strength and I was healing and and uh, she of course didn't tell me this until I was already married with two children of my own um, but the one thing I learned I learned so many things from her and that and number one was that God was bigger than my brain was capable of understanding and she gave me certain scriptures but as and when I said I didn't understand why I couldn't live with her she said, you know, when, when we don't always understand, and, and if it's somebody that has possibly hurt you or somebody, it doesn't mean that you stop loving them. You pray for them, and you love them even harder. 
but you protect yourself, but you love them. And, and that stuck with me as well. But as a little, as a little girl, I would sit and my head would hurt because I would try and, and understand the fullness. And as I learned, this God of mine loved me more than anything. This God of mine wanted to spend eternity with me. Who is me? You know, me, little me. And, and I would try and sit and, and I would literally hold my head and try and understand the, the depth and the width and, and the, the enormity of this God that created everything who looked at me and wanted me to be with him forever. Well, I couldn't understand that either. But from that, the seeds were planted and the seeds continued to be planted. And I was ultimately in part of her life for my first 11 years. Wow. And um, and I still remember the day that she and and her grown son moved away for a few years. But that basis gave me everything. We weren't a church-going family, um, so every Sunday morning as the household slept, I would creep down to our one little television. I think it was black and white. Now I'm aging myself. <laughs> um, but I would turn on the television and search for any program that talked about God's goodness and his miraculous being in, in his supernatural ability. And, and from that, then um, my life continued. And, and I just knew what she did in me was instill a childlike faith where you don't understand it. But here's scripture, and I'm going to give you, as a little girl, I'm going to give you a few, and I'm going to give you a little bit more and more. And so I was drawn to that but it stayed even to this day as I sit before you, I, I am clinging to my childlike faith mm. because I still don't have the understanding. When, when things happen and they don't happen for good, but, and, and the one scripture you and I were talking about before is in Genesis 50, 20, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. When, when Joseph was sold, and um, luckily they didn't kill him, but sold as a slave. Um, and he ended up, he thought his life was over. They thought for sure he was, he was gone. He was a thorn in their side that he, they didn't want. But things happen to all of us, and we're surrounded with sin. We're surrounded with things that, that aren't going to go our way. God is not a vending machine. We can't get mad at him because he doesn't, do as we wish for that moment in day. But, but what we can do is rely on him and, and realize that and cling to him even closer when things don't go our way. Because we don't know what the future looks like, but he does. He, we don't know what the end of my life looks like or those in my family, my friends. I don't know what other people that I meet have gone through. But I do know that I can respect them, I can love them, I can live with the, the fruits of the Spirit. I can, I can be God's face because I cling to it from my own life and every single breath that I take. Amen. There's so many things that you've already brought up that I'm like, yes, yes, amen, amen. <laughs> There's, first of all, we cannot underestimate the importance of the seeds that we plant. Oh of the way that we be with people. And I love, as you're talking about Nana, 
it's not like she was forceful. It's not like she was out of character or anything. She was simply being. And she planted those seeds with you. And she loved you. And I love how you're bringing this up. And what a great example of we cannot underestimate the power of love right. for healing. And there's that piece as well. And then I love this this childlike faith, this childlike wonder that you're bringing to this. Because isn't that really what God wants of us? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how old we are in terms of our earth age. He wants us to have that childlike faith. He wants us to still remain curious and to seek him. I love the image of you going to the black and white television, seeking that, right? Because to me, that just is representative of like when we really long for the Lord and we want to seek him, we will go everywhere. Absolutely. And he's there. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and and <clears throat> for me, as as I continued through my my life, it it was praying for a willingness to let certain things go. I'm broken just like everybody else, and so it, my goal and, and my my desire has become more Christ-like every single day. And it's a process. He doesn't show us the end. He doesn't show us everything or we'd faint and never get up again. I mean, but he gives us all that we can handle at the time. But the more I ask for, the more I, I desire of him, he's there and he's been there. And, and I've heard him. I felt him. I've seen the miracles, the, the, um, mighty miracles that everybody says, Oh, isn't that a funny coincidence? No. No, he and the Holy Spirit were alongside of me, speaking to me, prompting me, and and that was another prayer as I grew was, Lord, never never allow me. I pray for a willingness to always listen to your prompting. It may sound weird. I may, you know, maybe it's trying to see somebody, and I know they're not going to be there. Even during my work years, um, not having an appointment, but do I go in and the Lord saying, sit quiet. Just sit quiet. Now it's time to go in, you know. Yeah. And I would, I would do other things, you know, for the for the business, you know, and in, in my car as I'm getting ready. But then the time would be there. The person would be there, and I knew it wasn't just a coincidence. I I knew because my whole life was given to the Lord and and to Him be the glory yes. in everything, in my joys, my highs, and my lows. Amen. So I know at some point you obviously go through the young adult years, you become, you move into the adult years. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about how the Lord started bringing you through that piece of your journey. Sure. Well, part of that journey is um, meeting my husband and the love of my life. Um, apparently we played with each other in the same neighborhood when we were preschoolers, but neither of us really remember that. Other than here we were in high school together and two broken souls. Actually, let me jump back to junior high. And he was in the same junior high and it was the end of the school day. And the Lord again took the veil off my, the scales off my eyes for a brief second when I was 13 years old. And I thought, you know, where is this coming from? But, um, all of a sudden I was with my girlfriends and we were leaving school and this boy at his locker said, well, have a nice evening, ladies. Enjoy your evening. And all of a sudden, and he could have said something else in in addition to that, but it was like, who says that? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just released within me 
there's a good soul there. That's mm. There's a good soul. Mm. And all of a sudden it came back, and I thought, well, that's strange. And um, so then moving forward and when he invited me out. We're going to hear more about when he invited you out because we get to hear more about the romance that happens. Yeah. And I love that. There's a beautiful soul there. Oh, my goodness. Does it get any juicier than that with the Holy Spirit? That's just amazing. Friends, we're talking with Kathy Iverson. We're talking all about steadfast faith. We are going to hear more about this romance that evolves and this incredible marriage that God leads her to. But first, let's take a brief break to thank our sponsors. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to renew humanity? I believe it starts with each one of us and involves topics like our identity in Jesus Christ, the journey of our soul, and living with purpose and intention. I've created a special three-month program titled Humanity Renewed, and it will be starting February 7th. This program involves group coaching, special guest presenters, one-on-one coaching with me, weekly text messages, and of course, joy mail. Don't miss this unique opportunity to be a part of my next group program. More details can be found at debmcgregor.com. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Kathy Iverson, and we are talking all about the joy of steadfast faith. Kathy, going into the break, we started hearing about this romance that begins at the locker. Well, okay, technically you were playing as preschoolers, which you don't remember. So take us from that point forward. Um, Well, meeting Jim and um, meeting each other or actually taking time to spend time together, we were um, high school sweethearts. Um, It was the summer between our junior and senior year where... um, he asked me to spend some time and, and um, hang out. And uh, I, I thought, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know. Because I had a horse. That was my everything. Um, so we chuckle about that. But um, re- realizing that we became each other's best friend. And even through our brokenness, because come to find out, he came from a very broken family as well. 
And he was also looking for somebody different, how to make a different life. And so we found each other, and I need to correct that. God brought us together and allowed us to meet, and we ended up getting married. Um, we dated for four years, and we were just, we relied on each other. I mean, we were each other's, be- like I said, best friends. Mm-hmm. Getting married, and and then we realized we had no mentors. We had no one to teach us what a marriage, a godly marriage looked like, let alone godly communication. Mm-hmm. And so we struggled, but it was because of the Lord where, again, leaning into this because mm-hmm. here's my best friend and we had to learn to do marriage and, and all of that. But the one thing that we decided from the get-go was you never gave up on the other person. You worked on yourself to become better for your best friend. And mm-hmm. you were always there in the love. And and we would peel the onion back and get down to that. But, you know, again, we were, we were then in the midst of um, starting a family. And we still had broken families on each of our side. Now Jim and I were the black sheep because we were living for the Lord and oh my goodness, we were doing things differently and and but as the marriage went on and and we realized, you know, and and now having two sons, realizing that again giving them that opportunity to fall in love with Christ and want that relationship, him as Lord first. You know, we, we, we have to have him as our Lord first, but then to have that intimate relationship with Christ and to lean on him and, and to see life through his eyes and his perspective. And raising two boys, I guess it was um, the idea of changing their heart or their hearts. And, and so that if we weren't there, they always knew that it wasn't because of mom and dad. It was because of their relationship with Christ and, mm-hmm. and what was their life going to look like. And so, um, you know, it was just, we, we enjoyed it. We had so much fun. Our family was like a rock. And, um, and again, there was, there was not always goodness that came. There were struggles that came. There was life that came. And yet to see God's presence, and to find that um, we weren't going to take a day for granted, even with our family. Because now I, I shared with you that during part of my career, I traveled. Mm-hmm. And my husband traveled as well. And so we never wanted to look back. I never wanted to look back and realize that I missed an opportunity to hug somebody in my family or to tell them what I wanted to tell them. So even if we're going to the grocery store, it was, uh, I love you. And, and it was just an outwardly expression of, and, and building that constantly building that relationship, even within our family, but based on Christ. And was it messy sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, God was always there, and and He was so good. Um, like I said, it was it was messy sometimes. I mean, we're we're again broken people, but always our focus was building relationships and treating each other with respect. That let love and that respect being there, regardless of the age of the child or regardless of my age or whatever that that we would be there. And it was based on what Christ, how Christ said to live. And so we tried to become imitators of that. And our sons grew up and, and blessed us with two of the best daughter-in-laws. And each of them are so, 
I say they we're, we're, they're a lot alike with with me, um, and I love them. I love them as if they were my own, never to take any place of their own family because we love their families as well. But you know, our life continued, and we were always searching for God. We were always moving towards that. Jim became a promise keeper. And, and that was also a very big part of raising the boys and, um, you know, him giving his life to Christ as well and, and moving towards that and mentoring to other men that he, and other people that he worked with. Um, but yeah, so we, um, my husband has recently passed due to grade four glioblastoma and, um, he was an amazing man, and his faith was very, very strong. And we were allowed, God allowed us to be together 47 and a half years. And when I say that, he always claimed that, um, those four years that we dated. So we were married for 43 and a half years. And, you know, and, and even finding the joy in this loss, um, he had six months of diagnosis before the Lord took him home. And, and yet there were, there were miracles. There were, there were, um, blessings through all of that. And again, I, you know, I don't understand his timing. Jim and I would sit and, and not, and, and not, and try to understand this and we couldn't. And we, all we had to do was lean in and, and cling to God's presence, cling, cling to, you know, just bring his face close to ours or ours to his. And, you know, and through my life, um, I always found myself when I struggled and when I didn't know what to do or trying to let go of things, you know, um, forgiveness of, of other, you know, but letting go of this, I always found myself at the base of the cross and that was my safe place. And it was the most beautiful veil. The vision that I was given was the most beautiful veil flowing from the cross down over me and that beautiful veil with this rich light fabric that just flowed to cover me was the blood of Christ. Mm. And we know that the, the Christ, it, that, that the blood is, is so powerful. The second covenant, it was, it's, it's what protects us. And I try, that's where I try and live and that's my safe place when I don't understand and with my, when, my flesh cries out with grief. I I go to him and and I praise him and I praise him and I worship Christ and I and I just continue to recognize and feel his presence and know that he's in control. Yeah, amen. There's so much in what you're saying. And one of the things that I really appreciate and want to acknowledge in you is that you haven't just had steadfast faith when things have been easy, hmm. but you've continued to do that when things have been hard. Yeah. And one thing I will often hear from individuals is, well, that's so easy to say because everything in your life is just dot, 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 right? It's easy to have faith when everything's going your way. It's not necessarily easy to have faith when things aren't going your way. Right. And yet it's a choice. You have made that choice to stay committed to that relationship with the Lord. And I love how the Lord gives you these images and like the veil coming down and, and representing the blood. And that's so powerful. That is so powerful, Kathy. Well, I have to, even in the, 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 the times that I don't understand, in those valleys, I've looked back, because that another prayer that I've always had is that the Lord will show me his presence 
when it's happening. I don't want to have hardening of a heart not to see his presence. I don't want to wait decades myself and be angry um, at him because I refuse to see it. My prayer has always been, Lord, show me what you're doing right then and there so I can understand it and I can celebrate with you. Because he, he, he's been so kind from my, my, the beginning of my life to, um, even through the loss of, of Jim, my best friend, um, all I can do is, is praise him and, and thank him and honor him for his, his steadfast, his steadfastness, his promises, his love for me, his kindness, and his provisions. Well, do I always understand it? No. But I'm trying to live through Christ's eyes and, and give back and, and realize that it's a blessing. Um, every day is a blessing, whether we agree with it or not. God is, so, again, it goes back to my childlike faith. God is much bigger than my brain can comprehend, yeah. but I know he loves me. I know that I have to continue to praise him in difficulties. I have to continue to praise him, but I need to give him my simple faith. And that is, he loved me first so I could love him. Yeah, amen. It's so true. It's just so true, and it's so profound. What advice would you give to someone who has maybe been struggling to find that steadfast faith or to really get to that deep level with God? I don't know if it's advice other than if we focus on what hasn't happened, Satan's involved. Satan, you know, it's, 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 there's a spiritual warfare going on with all of us and for our time and our, our energy and our focus. And things happen. And if we focus on that negative aspect, we lose sight of the glory that God has intended. You know, again, going back to you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. To look at those times as opportunities for growth. And, and you know, Christ, the Bible says to pray unceasingly in all circumstances, pray. And, and, and it's being in those valleys, even when we're in those valleys, we don't understand. And there's deep, deep pain because believe me, our flesh grieves and cries. And Jim and I cried. Our flesh grieved for the loss of him not being with me. Um, during the diagnosis and in, in the walk of his his cancer, but we praise God daily for what He was doing and in the seeds that were being planted, and in all the lives that were being impacted. To Him be the glory. To Him be the glory. Kathy, I can't thank you enough for coming in today. Thank you for living a life. Thank you for letting your life show us Christ because your actions do show us that we can be Christ-like. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We want to thank all of you for choosing to listen today. We're thanking our special guest, Kathy Iverson, for joining us today to talk about steadfast faith. We also want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. We want to thank you for listening. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy.
Deb McGregor of Lifeful of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.